One of the things that stops small business owners from creating marketing content consistently is this feeling of being uninspired, of having no idea what to say in the first place. If you can relate to this, you are in good company. So many of us struggle with knowing what our marketing content should actually be about. But I am here to help. I have come up with 100 prompts that you can use to guide your marketing from your social media posts to your emails to your longer form content. I guarantee that these prompts will get you inspired and that you'll have more ideas than you even know what to do with. You can download this list of 100 marketing prompts for free at makinggoodpodcast.com slash 100 prompts. That's makinggoodpodcast.com slash 100-P-R-O-M-P-T-S. Welcome back to Making Good, the podcast for small businesses who want to make a big impact. I'm your host, Lauren Tilden, and this is episode 106. Mistakes are par for the course when it comes to being a small business owner. We're constantly being pushed to try new things, to work outside of our comfort zone, and wear way too many hats. Mistakes are proof that we're actually doing something. But there are certain mistakes that can really trip you up and put a wrench in your progress. I know because I've been there. So today I thought I would share seven of the marketing mistakes I've made and seen so many other small business owners making in hopes that hearing me share about them might just give you what you need to avoid making them yourself. But before we get into the episode, I want to plant a bug in your ear that in March, the doors to making good happen. My membership program will be reopening. If you're looking to make a smart marketing plan and then have the consistent accountability to actually follow through on that plan. We would love to have you in Making Good Happen. Be the first to hear about it by joining the waitlist at makinggoodpodcast.com slash waitlist. Okay, so let's get into the seven marketing mistakes to avoid. First up is perfectionism. Oh, perfectionism. Until recently, I used to consider perfectionism a kind of secret strength. On some level, I knew that it slowed me down a lot, but I didn't really fully comprehend how much this had impacted my life. And I was proud that I always felt like I produced the best quality work. But in the last few years, I've come to realize just how damaging being a perfectionist can be. For me, perfectionism meant that I only ever was willing to do something if I was sure I could do it really, really well. This is not a good quality to have as a small business owner and specifically someone who markets their business because we are constantly having to try new things and do new things we've never done before. If we always want to wait until we feel like we can do things perfectly to take the first step, we are going to be waiting a very, very, very long time. For me, I haven't fully gotten rid of perfectionism. It's still kind of my natural tendency, but what I have gotten is much more aware. If I notice myself procrastinating, I can often tell it's because I'm being a perfectionist, that whatever I'm procrastinating on is because I don't feel like I can do it perfectly yet. When I have big dreams that I'm not taking action on, there's a pretty good chance that there's some perfectionism coming into play. This has happened to me with being willing to do things like reels, with launching new things, and even with starting this podcast. But here are a couple of mindset shifts I've made that make confronting perfectionism easier. First, I'm willing to put things out there even at an 80% quality level. You know this because you've probably heard my dog barking in the background on this podcast more than a few times. But being willing to do it imperfectly enables me to do it at all. And second, I often ask myself, do I want to do this imperfectly or do I not want to do it at all? Because really, that's what it comes down to. You have those two choices. Are you willing to let your perfectionism cost you the results that you want? 
something to think about. The second mistake I've made that I know so many others can relate to is paying too much attention to what everyone else is doing. It can be tempting to look around, see people who seem to be getting the results we want to get, and feel like we need to do something just like that to succeed. But the reality of marketing is that it's what makes us different that is our superpower. One core concept you'll hear a lot of marketers talk about is the unique selling point. What is it about your product or business that is unique and special to you? This is how you stand out from everyone else. And standing out from everyone else is why your ideal customers will choose your business over others. Not only that, but paying too much attention to what everyone else is doing can really make us get in our own heads about our business and how things are going. We compare ourselves and we feel bad about where we are. But the truth is that we never really know what's going on behind the scenes in someone's business. They might talk a big game or portray an image of all the things you want, but it's just what they've chosen to show you. It can be all smoke and mirrors. We all have plenty to learn from other people, but there's a fine line between learning and comparing. The third mistake I have to share with you is focusing on style over substance. I have definitely been guilty of this many times. So what do I mean by focusing on style over substance? I mean, focusing on things like setting up the fancy website before you really have a product to sell or focusing on getting your logo and business cards instead of going out and doing the hard work it takes to make sales. It can be easy to get distracted by things like logo and branding and website because those things are visible from the outside. But overly focusing on these types of things can actually be a distraction from the important things like creating content to attract your ideal customer, going out and having conversations with them to start building relationships, sending out your weekly email, etc. I'm not saying that things like your brand don't matter. Of course they do. But I don't believe that they're what will make or break your business. What will make or break your business is doing the work, executing your marketing plan on a consistent basis. The fourth mistake that I've made, and I know a lot of other people have made, is to have a lack of intention when it comes to what marketing activities we're doing. The reality is that for just about all of us, there's probably way more we wish we could be doing or that we want to be doing than we can actually do, given our time and resources. So how do we decide what to spend our time on and what not to spend our time on? We use intention. We need to get clear on what our business goals are and then intentionally design marketing activities that are directly in service of that goal. A great example of this is deciding what social media platforms to focus on. We have Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Clubhouse, Twitter, LinkedIn, Snapchat, and on and on and on. So how do we choose where to spend our time? We need to get intentional about knowing our ideal customer and making a decision based on that person, where they're hanging out and spending their time. Whenever you're stuck on a decision in your business, it can be helpful to take a step back and get intentional. Ask yourself, what am I trying to accomplish here? How does this relate to my overall business goals? Closely related to the last mistake about lack of intention is the fifth mistake on this list, and that is spreading yourself too thin. Again, I'm more guilty of this than anyone else I know, so I'm just raising my hand up front to acknowledge that. This is a mistake that I continue to make and have always have to check myself on. As I mentioned before, there's so much that we could do and probably want to do with our limited time and energy. So many small business owners are ideas people. We're full of plans and thoughts and big ideas for the things we could be doing. This mistake is all about basically ignoring the reality that we have limited time and resources and trying to do it all. If you're the type of person who has a daily to-do list that ends up with 27 items on it, this might be you. 
What happens when we try to do everything is that we tend not to do most of those things as well as we could. We can't really double down and do one thing really that well because there are 25 other things we can be doing. There's a book called Essentialism by Greg McEwen that really changed the way I think about this. Here's an excerpt from the blurb on the website, which I will link in the show notes. Have you ever found yourself stretched too thin? Do you sometimes feel overworked and underutilized? Do you feel motion sickness instead of momentum? Does your day sometimes get hijacked by someone else's agenda? And have you ever said yes, simply to please and then resented it? If you answered yes to any of these, the way out is the way of the essentialist. The way of the essentialist involves doing less but better, so you can make the highest possible contribution. Okay, so I have found that practicing essentialism is a daily practice. It's not something you just snap your fingers and all of a sudden you're an essentialist and this is easy. I do a better job at being essentialist in some moments than others. But if you resonate with this mistake of spreading yourself too thin, I cannot recommend the book Essentialism enough. The sixth mistake on this list is marketing that is very busy. So this is probably the most specific tactical item on this list, but I think it applies to pretty much every type of marketing you can think of from photos to words, to logos, to design. There are small exceptions to this, but as a rule, white space wins. When you're writing an email, a piece of social media content, or even a product description, don't fill it with fluff, but more importantly, use white space to your advantage. Marketing is not a good time to write paragraphs that are 10 sentences long. You'll hardly ever see me write an email or anything in my business really with more than a few consecutive sentences in a paragraph. And often I just do one sentence at a time. And that's because I have my reader in mind. Sure, I know that they're capable of reading long paragraphs, but I know that's not what they're on social media or reading their email for. So I don't want to ask them to do that because there's a good chance they'll skip right over it. Now, I'm not suggesting you should just write one sentence captions or emails. I love reading a good long caption or description or email. But breaking it up visually with line breaks, bullet points, section headings, etc. is a super helpful way to make it more digestible. I also see a lot of photos used in marketing that are just super busy and have way too much going on. In general, in your product photos, your product should be the star of the show. If I can't immediately tell what's for sale by looking at it because there's so many other things in the photo, then we have a problem. When in doubt, go for white space. And the seventh mistake is not sticking with it. Today, I looked at my podcast statistics. I'm over 60,000 downloads, and I just reached 50,000 downloads last month. This is something I'm really excited about. Most things in my life I've given up on long before I had the chance to see results like that. I started my podcast in May 2020, and for the first eight-ish months, I did have listeners and downloads, but the growth was slow. But I continued to show up and put in the work week after week. Now my podcast is growing quickly, and so many opportunities have come my way as a result. But I couldn't have gotten to the point I'm at without putting in the work for a long time before the results really started to come in. Taking small actions consistently over time is pretty magical. And I'm now trying to apply this concept to other parts of my business and life. What could happen if I showed up consistently for the long haul? This concept is a huge part of the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. As he describes it, just like an atom is the smallest particle that makes up everything in the universe, everything we want to achieve in our lives we can get to through taking the smallest actions consistently. Atomic Habits was actually the second book we did for Making Good Book Club, which was episode 101 of Making Good. 
Check it out if this topic is interesting to you. I will share the link in the show notes. So to wrap up, here are the seven mistakes that I hope you can avoid making in your marketing. One, perfectionism. Two, paying too much attention to what others are doing. Three, focusing on style over substance. Four, lack of intention. Five, spreading yourself too thin. Six, marketing that's too busy. And seven, not sticking with it. It's possible you've already made some of these mistakes or you're in the process of making them. I know I still am. But my hope is that this episode will help you look at the bigger picture at the way you approach your marketing and maybe make a shift or two. You can find details from this episode at makinggoodpodcast.com slash 106. Before I wrap up, I also just want to remind you that if you want all the details about when the doors to Making Good Happen, my membership programs, open up in March, you can sign up at makinggoodpodcast.com slash waitlist. Thank you for being here and for focusing on making a difference with your small business. Talk to you next time.